I just had to confirm after one week that y'all life is still the absolute worst song I've ever heard in any genre ever in my life. Walker Hayes, you deserve a big time medal, my friend, because I have heard some bad music. Kane Brown in Florida Georgia Lines, worst. Can't do as bad bad as, as uh, my friend Walker Hayes in y'all life. And I got to thinking. You know, thank you for my friends who uh, commented they love the singing, the uh, the reading of the song last week, and asked if we could get some more. And I just really, myself, Dustin Kennedy, uh, I'm not feeling up for it tonight. I still can't do as good as Lucas Higman would rap, would would read rap lyrics. But I've wondered. Stone Cold Steve Austin is a big country music fan. What would Stone Cold Steve Austin think if he read the lyrics to Y'all Life, the song by Walker Hayes? Is it, small town, y'all town, what, double dutch in the park, ice cream truck, failing their missions, what, test hard, I got that blow up Grinch in the yard, what, and it's March. I ain't coming down anytime soon, jackass. Y'all town, y'all life. The absolute biggest piece of trash country song I've ever heard. <clears throat> and with that, I'd like to welcome you to the North Spring Sessions podcast with DK. I'm Dustin Kennedy on a Wednesday night. I had so much fun reading the five. Worst country songs by Whiskey Riff that, by God, we're going to do it tonight because SavingCountryMusic.com put out a list. So a little bit later, we'll be doing their list. And once again, I'm coming into it completely blind, me and Stone Cold completely blind. Oh, what the worst country damn songs. There's just so much of it to go around that you just never know. There's a... So much good country music that's out there, but unfortunately, the bad gets talked about the most. Uh, just like anything else, you never hear good news. Because the good stuff's not what Country Giant plays 85 times a day. They're going to play y'all life, y'all life. I mean, I couldn't believe it. When I listened back to this podcast, and I actually, when I was reading the lyrics last week, I didn't just comprehend just how bad they were until I listened back to the podcast to critique myself. I thought, boy, yeah, that's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Pretty bad song. And, uh, man, i tell you what I wanted to review. This has been a hell of a song. This has been a busy year for me. And, when, like, people around home, like, when, when I come from, I always say it's a tough sell for people around home to go to shows. That's why I've liked bringing music to Jackson County. And just like, you know, there's a lot of people who bring music to Jackson County. I just don't get rich doing it, you know. Um I do it uh, because I love it, and so, what's the difference between me and you, as Eminem and Exhibit say? That's the difference. I bring it out of love, and I'm not getting rich, and I may be not bringing names that everybody knows, but you get to know them, and 
Once upon a time, Cole Chaney played for 50, y'all. Now I'm pretty sure you're big Cole Chaney fans. And so there's a lot of people who there's a lot of people who don't come to shows, won't come to shows when I have them in Jackson County because they've never heard of them or it's not their style and all that stuff. And I always get tickled like when Ward Davis was living here in town and, you know, I, I just that's the that's the kind of music I've been pushing for a long time. Now Ward Davis is a big star and he will be at North Springs twenty twenty four this year if you've been living under a rock and missed that Facebook memo. But I always laugh because like everybody lost their minds over Ward Davis in town. And but I'd bring Jason Eady to town and be like, yeah, I don't really know Jason Eady. I'm like, Well the same the same amount of love like one of the first reactions that Ward got from people in town was like, oh my, no, oh, my God, you know Cody Jinks? Well, of course. Like, they, he'd be FaceTiming Cody Jinks at the 12 Degree Tavern, and everybody would be losing their mind. I'm like, that's the equivalent of me FaceTiming Jeremy Mackey or Brad Craggan. Like, they're best friends, you know. And I was just kind of like telling those guys, hey, man, if you like Ward Davis, you might like some of these other people I bring to town, and it falls on deaf ears. And I'm just like, okay, man, y'all just keep doing your thing. And I know Ward's a badass, but I'm bringing a lot of similar acts to Ward Davis around. And I'm just thinking, well, if if, if they love him because they love Cody Jinx, then let me tell you a little story about Jason Eady. Um, Ward met Cody Jinx in about 2015. Um, Jason Eady met Cody Jinx at the White Elephant Saloon in the stockyards of Fort Worth, Texas, about 2005 when Jason – was singing to a room of about five people, and five, and one of those five people was Cody Jinks being a barback in the bar. So I'm always like, I mean, I don't know. If you want me to bring Jason Eady up here to the tavern, let him wear a Cody Jinks shirt and FaceTime him and everything else for y'all to fall in love with Jason uh, Eady, too. That'd be cool. <laughs> so um, cheap plug just to tell you, by God, tomorrow night we will spend the last night of my 30s at the beautiful Bull and Thistle Pub in Gainesboro. Tennessee with a three-man song swap, Jason Eady, Justin Wells, Addison Johnson, with at least about 90 of you beautiful souls coming down to, to check it out, and I appreciate it. And um, You know, it's around, around Christmas time. I know everything's tight and everything's – there's a lot of sicknesses going around. I've had some people cancel. They've had COVID. They've had this. They've had that. They've got going on. And, you know, I'm telling my family, stay in the house and take some medicine. We ain't missing it. So, uh can't miss my own birthday party, man. Uh, but no, when I when I when I was going back for my went on my little mini rant, I'm like, yeah, you know, good music. I, I do research. You learned yours from the Yellowstone Yellowstone soundtrack. You know, that's what I like to tell people. Well, I've been trying to tell you about all these guys for years. I tried to tell you about Ward Davis before he moved to town. I've been telling you about Jinx before he sold out state, you know, uh, theaters. Try to tell you about Cole Chaney when he was up here for 50 people. So I feel like I'm trying to do it right. I look back at people around here don't go to me shows as I do. I mean, you know, some people do, obviously. But uh, you see that most people just don't go to a lot of shows. Because I'll put, I'll, I figured up, by the time this year's over, after tomorrow night, I'll been at 21 shows throughout the year. Now, that's nothing. That's not a lot. But for some people, that's a lot. I thought that was a lot when I put in my 2022 review of music. Last year, then people was like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> you know, and I, then when I started meeting all these other music lovers from all over the world that come to the festival and come to other shows, and, you know, they've been to 70, 80, 90, 100 shows a year, and that's just like, man, I'm still married with three kids and have a lot of extra other 
activities going on, like work, you know, and other stuff. And I live in the middle of nowhere, so it's not like I'm next to a cool place like the Bird's Nest listening room in Dunn, North Carolina, to just go get on a show. But but I am proud of the shows that we've done. And just kind of here's a look back, um, look back at what we've done. I'm just going through my camera roll here. Um, first show of the year was a song swap with Addison Johnson and Tony Logue at the Roaring River uh, Moonshine Distillery, which was a really cool one. You know, Addison had been here a lot. Tony had not. Uh, so to get Tony Logue here was really cool. The second show, the very next weekend, was Wes Ship and Jace Turley on an acoustic song swap. Really fun night. Ended with a cover of Dinosaur. Actually ended at Doe Creek Bar with Wes Ship, uh, Karaoke and paint me a Birmingham with a cigarette in his hand. Um, me and Lindsay went down to the Bluebird Cafe to see Laney Wilson, uh, Red Akins. And I'll tell you my, my favorite story that night, uh, Caitlin Smith, also there, really talented songwriter, and another young lady. I can't, I can't think of her name right now. But Red Akins, you know, I've always loved, uh, of course, That Ain't My Truck. But two really funny stories he was telling. Um, and that's the, thing, that's the beauty of the Bluebird, right, that you – you get to get up up close and personal. They tell all their stories, and you, you get to just hear a lot of back, you know, behind the scenes stuff and and whatever. And and Red Akins was talking about. He goes, you know, I moved to this town in the '80s. He said all I wanted to be was the next George Strait or Keith Whitley. And he said after all these years, I'm sitting around and my brain's just shot. And he said I can't come up with a good song idea to save my life. He said then one day I said I was sitting around with some other co-writers and said I got a little dirt on my boot might as well sing a song about that and they said what and he goes I got a little dirt on my boots he said so thank you um, to John Party for making that a number one song so uh, kind of crazy how you know he just had a speck on a speck of dirt on his boot and it was like hell I might as well write a song about it and it ends up being a freaking number one hit then he said he was uh, he said I don't know if you know this about me but I was an old school rapper he said, we loved a little, uh, I forget what he said, uh, some, some kind of 80s rap back in the, like, Funky Cole Medina, I think what he said from Tone Loke. He's like, so one day we were just talking about, and he said, we were sitting around some songwriters in a room, and he said, red, 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 red neck. And he said, what the hell is that? And he goes, well, he said, because you guys are just sitting around talking about song ideas, and going about rednecks. And he said, I was really big into the song The Dougie at the time. He said, believe it or not, you don't have that on your bingo card, but Red Aiken's singing The Dougie. So he said, you don't do The Dougie? No, not in Kentucky. Red, 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 red neck. He said, I'm not leaving that in the song. There's no way they'll do that. And he left it in, and Blake Shelton made it a number one song, too. So just the just the backstory you get to hear sometimes at Bluebird Cafe. Cafe. And uh, Laney Wilson was beautiful, and everybody was bum-rushing her. And I just said, hey. Are you going to take a picture of my wife for her birthday because I'm not chasing you? She goes, well, yeah, darling, come on. And so I waited my turn. I, but I wasn't letting Lindsay get out of there without getting her picture made with Laney Wilson. And I, I jumped in. I jumped in just in case, just in case she needed a third in the picture because it's weird sometimes just seeing two people, two women, in a picture by themselves. So, of course, I sacrificed being the great freaking husband I am and stood there with Laney Wilson. Fat bottom girls, you make the rockin' world go round. Related, didn't it? Then, uh, next one we had Tim Gooden, his very first ever solo sellout show that he had, acoustic. 
with Anderson Ellswick and Braden Mitchell Wall kicking that off also with the Royal River Distillery. So there you go. That was three three shows in six weeks out of Dustin Kennedy Entertainment. Nobody knew it as much, but we did sell it out, and the, the square was the square was packed that Saturday night. I remember there was people who come to the concert. They ate at the Bull and Thistle. They ate the Stolen Coin. They went to the distillery and had shots. You know, hell of a weekend there in Gainesboro, Tennessee. Um, next, it looks like on my camera roll, well, I ran into Cody Cannon from Whiskey Myers. That's cool. Uh Really cool song swap deal at the Nashville Palace, uh, which ended up being a preview in North Springs 2023. You had Hannah Dasher, Rye Davis, uh, David Paul Scantlin's favorite musician, Ashlyn's Craft, and then Ben Chapman, who was on tour with Laney at the time. And they did a little Living Outdoors segment, and they just kind of did some things. And Always cool to see Rye anytime I can see him. And I like to uh, take a small little break here to say happy hump day. And thank you to my friends at TriStar Beverage for this cold, refreshing bush light. My throat's hurting, so we'll see how this smooth pilsner will get me through this podcast tonight. Uh, thank you to my friends at TriStar Beverage, Cookville, Tennessee. Then we had a house party. That's right, a house party up here in North Springs at Chuck and Rachel Anderson's house. Justin Wells, Sydney Adams. Uh, the weekend of Poke Salad Festival, we brought those guys down here in the old Head Start building. If you've never seen the old Head Start building back in the day, well, it was a damn Head Start building. It had a gym and a basketball court and a bunch of classrooms and a bathroom full of about 16 urinals and a lunch lunch room. And Chuck and Rachel come down from Michigan. They bought that son of a bitch, and they fixed it up. And uh, it's the coolest little spot I ever had been. And we had a little house party there with Mr. Wells and Miss Sydney Adams. And uh, really cool. If you know the history of North Springs, just to go and see – and you got a, we got a bunch of wackos moving in the springs. We got a bunch of weirdos, and uh, we got a lot of people moving in North Springs. If you hadn't read the news in the last, you know, half year, um, which you know, whatever. But um, those are two of the good ones. Chuck and Rachel, good people, and uh, it was great in May to host uh, Justin and Sydney up there uh, on their back porch. Really cool. Then we had that's damn country music at the Timeless Event Center. Uh, Bo and Kara Smith's beautiful joint there, and we had Addison and Rye song swap, and that was one of my favorite song swaps of the year because those two are, are good buddies, and uh, it was a fun time there at night. And I love this picture as I'm looking at Rye just ever so lovingly brazen and glazing into the eyes of Addison as he song, sung, sings one of his sad songs. And, you know, just wanting one day to find somebody that looks at me the way Rye looked at Addison in that picture. Uh, the next thing was the big Railbird Music Festival where thousands and thousands and thousands of people migrated to Lexington, Kentucky. You had um, Zach Bryan headlining the big stage on night one, Tyler Childers headlining the night. Um, the second night, you had 49 Winchester, Whiskey Myers, and, of course, my two favorite acts of the weekend. On the small stage, Charles Wesley Godwin and Cole Chaney and – um, even Charles Wesley Godwin brought, brought, uh, brought out his old buddy Zach Bryan uh, for for those shows, uh, or, for, or for a song during his set. Cole Chaney, the first time I ever seen him with the band, got to hang with Mac. He got to hang with my boy Fraley. So funny, me and Clint Fraley. We used to get, just get freshmen at the high school party wild, and now we're sitting here eating ice cream sandwiches or popsicles and drinking water at a music festival. 
if I was a little younger, I'd be like, tell me you're getting old without telling me you're getting old. Uh, and that sucks. Sucks I even have to say that because people actually use those terms. We come back and my wife said, let's go see Lanny Wilson at the Opry. So what Lindsay wants, Lindsay gets. And God forbid, I had to do it again. I had to watch Lanny Wilson walk all over the uh, all over the stage, her tight blue jeans. The sacrifices I make for that woman just so she can be happy and see one of her favorite performers. But then again, I take her to see Riley Green. Just hoping it's going to turn her on enough. Because let me tell you something. I don't have a gay bone in my body, but I see Riley Green. I'm like, that's a good-looking man. Comfortable enough in my sexuality to say it. Good-looking man. So, but I sacrificed. Yeah, I sacrificed to see Lainey again in June there. But uh, my wife loves her. Carrie Underwood was also on that. The Oak Ridge Boys, Jeannie Seeley. Tell me a damn time you went to the Grand Ole Opry and didn't see the Oak Ridge Boys or Jeannie Seeley, though. Now, that's Jackson County alumni, Oak Ridge Boys. They came to Jackson County. Then we come to the shed. Cole Chaney opening for Charles Wesley Godwin. If you don't, uh, if you don't, little, you might rep, recognize a little repetition here as the as the uh, podcast goes on of who I like to watch. Pay my hard earned money for now. You know, I love the shed. Everybody loves it. Cole Chaney, Charles Wesley Godwin. Hell of a show that weekend in June. Then, this is the cool one. I got to go with my dad. My bonus mom, as the kids will tell you, which back in the good olden days, we called them stepmoms. But, you know, now everything's so cute and politically correct. Now, that's my bonus mom. Linda's my bonus mom. Um, us three and my Aunt Rhonda, who's like a second mother to me, my dad's sister, we went and got rocked out to John Fogarty. And anybody who knows me knows I'm a Credence Clearwater Revival fan since 1983, okay? Um, I love them. The first four records, like vinyl records, I remember listening to in my life. Hank Williams Jr., Born to Boogie, um, Bad Company, uh, 10 to 6, ZZ Top Eliminator, and Credence Clearwater Revival, The Chronicles, The Greatest Hits. And, you know, poor John Fogarty didn't get, he didn't have the rights to his songs from the record label for like 50 years. And he said that on stage. Is he? I mean, man, just hearing uh, Born on the Bayou, Proud Mary, Susie Q, I Put a Spell on You, I could go on and on. Uh with all Credence Clearwater songs. Uh, but he said, you know, I didn't have those songs for 50 years, and I said I'd win the battle. And he said, you don't know the secret to finally getting my songs back? He said, I outlived him some bitches. That's right. I outlived him some bitches. And it was a good moment. It was fun. John Fogarty did a heck of a job. It was really special uh, getting to watch that with my aunt, my dad, and my bonus mom um, there. In Nashville at the beautiful, uh, or Franklin actually, at the First Bank Amphitheater. Shout out to my boy Jeremy Tollison for making that happen. And uh, right now, I want to take a break to thank my my friends at Helen's Restaurant. They're on Highway 56 in Gainesville, Tennessee. Helen's Restaurant's been serving Jackson County since 1987 with the same family management from the start. You know, my girl Kristen, Carol, you know, they can hook you up with any meal for any number of people. They have their famous Christmas display until now, until January. So you got about another week or so, week and a half before you can go see all that. And um, also, of course, at the same time, other second sponsor for the North Spring Sessions with DK. You know her as Brenda Keith from Don Franklin Chevrolet. She's a hellraiser. She's one of the best loyal sponsors I've had since day one of the music scene. 
Um, she's been all over the place. You think I've went all over the place. She wears me out. She'll tag me in pictures. I'll look at her pictures on Facebook, and she'll still send me the pictures on Facebook Messenger. I live, I'm, I'm living life through Brenda vicariously. She don't even know it. She's sending me pictures. I'm like, I saw them, girl. Keep tagging me. I say, I'm like, I support you, girl. Do your thing. You know, I told her she's got a midlife crisis of music going on. But uh, but from her sponsorship, it is Don Franklin Chevrolet in Burksville, Kentucky. If you're looking to buy a new or pre-owned, give Brenda a call. She's always glad to help you find the vehicle for your dreams. She's always bringing some nice rides down to North Springs each year for the festival. And I appreciate Brenda and all her support and Kristen and all her support for the North Springs uh, Music Fest and for North Springs Sessions Podcast. Continue here with the music that I that I went on and seen in 2023. I mean, I didn't feel like 21 shows a lot, but, man, there's some hitters. Listen to these next two lineups. Chris Stapleton opening for George Strait at Bridgestone Arena. And it was hotter than three hells in that place. $14 beers. You might as well not even drink them because you're just sweating. You're standing up and you got a sweat stain on your ass as soon as you stood up. I seen a, about a 10.2 level hotness girl sit right in front of me. Then she stood up and she went back to a 6.3 because there was nothing but stain on the booty all night. Lindsay's like, look at her butt. And I was like, if I must. If I must. But she's like, look, that's nasty. I was like, disgusting. I agree. I agree. Those black jeans look hideous with a sweat stain right down the butt. But Stapleton, you know, Stapleton's been that dude for a long time, long time. And George Strait, man, he's the king. And everybody says, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could go watch George Strait in concert. He's just going to sit on a stool and pick a guitar. What do you want him to do? Come down off of, off a of, of, come down from like Sting did in WCW in nineteen ninety eight. You want him to come down from a wire singing Amarillo by morning? George Strait don't need to do that. He's George Constraint. He can sit there on a bar stool and sing because he's got like one hundred and fifty two number one hits. And you know the next time he has a bad song will be his first one. So leave George Strait alone. Then the be all end all the bill I never thought I would see. And one of my favorite venues to get out of town and go see in Noblesville, Indiana, you had the baddest ass, most independent uh, country singer out there. One of my favorites, as y'all know, Cody Jinks, opening for who may be still one of the best performers I've ever seen live in country music. The Chief, Eric Church, never thought I'd see those guys on a bill. Eric Church did a really cool thing last year, taking a lot of guys out on tour, Jinx being one of them, and you see a lot of Jinx. Uh, a lot of people on the Jinx fan pages on Facebook. If you need a rabid, like, I will die for you tomorrow, Katie, Cody Jinx group, those guys on Facebook, like, I love me some Cody Canada and Shooter Jennings and, you know, these guys that I've grown up, like Hank Williams Jr. is my favorite of all time, as we know. Like, if you want, I've, it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy when you get on the Cody Jinx fan page how much those people love them. They're like, have you ever been driving home and getting in the driveway then a Cody Jinx song comes on your radio and you can't get out? No. Shit, no. Nope. Let's go out. I'll just, I'll just, crank, I'll just, I'll just turn off the Silverado and walk on in the house and see my family. <laughs> no. Now, if Cody Jinx come on the radio around here, it'd be so earth-shattering. I'd be like, oh, shit, Cody Jinx on the radio. But then I would also turn off the Silverado and go on my porch and see my family in the house. So, you know, nope, you guys are weirdos in that group. You always have been. Um... But, man, that was cool because Cody Jinx did his normal. And I'm, I'm sure he found a lot of new fans, just like when he opened for Luke Combs last year in that big stadium in, I think, Columbus, Ohio. Um, then there was 
exit in Cole Chaney Americana Fest, hanging with Logan Halstead, hanging with uh, Justin Wells in the crowd. Then there was something that we like to call North Springs Music Festival, which is now uh, officially the most longest-running music festival in Jackson County. Uh, the poor, pissy guys out in Whitleyville have made it for four straight years, and we're going to do five, God willing, if the creek don't rise and all that shit you know, that people say. So thank you for all you guys for such a beautiful weekend in Gainesboro at the distillery and on Kennedy Farms in North Springs since 1883. Speaking of which, shout out the boy Shane Keith. Devin, Chad Blair, I'm glad my wife wasn't up raising immortal hell on my dogs, my kids, myself, or anybody else that she gets loud and raises hell to in our yard. So you boys could kill that massive deer. Uh, I'd like to read Shane's post. I wasn't planning on it, but I just remembered it. Uh, I had it wrote down on another sheet of paper. Shane killed a monster deer. And uh, we got a little shout out here on it. And he said... Well, oh, it's in the comments. Hold on a second. Devin posted really nice comment from Devin there, and Shane said, first of all, I want to say I want to say a thank you to my sponsors, Devin, Keith, Adam, Jones, and Blair. Without y'all, I would have gave up hunting. Second of all, I want to thank Dustin Kennedy, that's me, for the cool camo North Springs hats from the festival in my hometown, North Springs, and last Bushlight who makes the post hunt afternoon afternoon so much better with friends. I love the Keith family all the way back from my second grandfather, basically, David Lloyd, old DL, David Lloyd Keith, basically, we want to, like I said, my second grandpa growing up, now in my adult life, getting to know Shane, Devin, and all their friends, and uh, yeah, hell yeah, nice deer, it was a beautiful deer, and uh, Devin says, what a good morning for Shane Keith, he's worked all year doing food plots, hanging stands, moving cameras, and it finally paid off for him. He's hunted hard ever since both season open. Was rewarded with the biggest buck to date this morning. Happy for you, old man. Love you. Man, it's a nice deer. And it's kind of, you know, now I wonder if you'll be hunting next year. Daddy slayed one about 12-pointer about five years ago or longer now, I guess. And I ain't seen him hunt again since. Uh, he, he barely hunts anymore. So, uh, yeah, happy for Shane. Loyal listener. Loyal listener to the North Spring Sessions podcast. Uh, but, yeah, we all know how big of a time North Springs was last year. Looking forward to doing it again this year, October 11th and 12th. And, by God, the SEC college football, I don't know what to do with y'all. I've worked so hard to get away from that Alabama game. 2022, we all know I was stuck. North Springs Music Festival against Alabama – and Tennessee, the first time Tennessee, sorry Vols fans, it, I know it felt like 98, but it was the first time last year they've been relevant in 15 damn years. They beat Alabama. I'm happy. Everybody's happy. So I said, I've got to get away from it. Got to get away from it. Well, this year I'm away from it, but, you know, God forbid the, the mighty Texas A&M that gets all the loyal Vols fans' blood going. They had, they had to be there for A&M, Thad Johnson. So I thought, all right. Well, I know, I know that Alabama's the third weekend in October. So I don't have anybody really to compete with. When I set my dates in stone, October 11th and 12th, I've already got offers out to, and confirmed for many people on the 12th. The 11th is already confirmed for Ward Davis on the first night. And what happens? 
The old University of Tennessee Volunteers put out their schedule. They're playing the Florida Gators. There's only three matchups I know could completely ruin my music festival. Alabama, Florida, and Georgia. Historically, the Florida game has always been around the September 20, 21st, 22nd range. You know, third weekend of September, whatever. Now that Texas and Oklahoma is joining the only conference in football, as far as I'm concerned, the SEC, uh, that screws me up. So now, forever, ever, I'm going to have to compete against Florida and Alabama. I mean, it's college football. We know how college football rolls. There's only like four matchups worth a damn worth watching all year, and yet y'all ask me why I'm an NFL fan over a college football fan. That's why. Because imagine being in non-SEC tournament like uh, conferences. Do you even have games that matter other outside of Michigan versus Ohio State? Do you even have games that matter? That's why I don't get into college football as much because you have Tennessee playing a few elites, then they're beating up on teams Tennessee like Tennessee Tech or whoever in the hell we went and watched. They beat them sixty-one to seven. Either you're going to be paying four hundred dollars a ticket to watch one of the uh, elite SEC teams play UT, or you're going to be paying. $50 to watch them beat somebody 76 to 8. So, anyway, so basically SEC, Tennessee, Florida, you can all suck it. You can suck it for trying to, you know. I was nice enough when somebody in this county asked me to move my music festival away from another music festival, for God's sakes. The least the SEC could do is call me and ask me when the hell I'm going to have Ward Davis and the boys in town and not have the Florida Gators come to town to play them. But whatever. Whatever. Uh, next up, after the North Springs Music Festival, them nasty, disgusting, dirty roses rock to the shed, the inside stage in Maryville, along with the badass opening act, Taylor Honeycutt, doing a fantastic job. No place in the world like it. Told you that. Love the shed. Next, Clint Black at the Bluebird. I talked about that on here not too long ago. Then we hosted with Dina Carter. Also talked about that. Um... Yeah, then Cole and Charles at the Ryman. So, and we're we're, we're going to wind up twenty twenty three again. Like I said, tomorrow night, Jason Eddy, Justin Wells, Addison Johnson, cannot wait. Be there. I know several of you have got your tickets. And we appreciate you. And doors open at four thirty. Show starts at six thirty. Uh, full full drink menu, full bar. Uh, they're going to have a menu so everybody come hung, hungry so you can support the Bull and Thistle. Thank you to Diane and Barry. Diana and Barry for making this happen. All my sponsors, uh, Brenda, Barry, and Jeanette, and all you ticket buyers. We're going to raise a little hell the last night of my 30s. Take a break real quick, and I'm going to come back with some new stuff and some more bad country music of 2023. Same way, running up and down these roads till it ends. I woke up in Charleston with my head in the sand. Seemed like a good a place as any to begin. Lost my mind in Carolina. Lost myself along the way. 
And that just gets me even more excited to hear Jason Eady tomorrow night at the Bull and Thistle, my 40th birthday in my hometown. Um, you know, the reason this means so much, and there's other guys like Ryan Davis is going to be in the crowd tomorrow night, and I want him on stage, obviously. And um, Ryan can play on my team, team any day of the week. But how this show came about and why this is the right lineup, because a long time ago, and I'm going to sound like Coach Dave McGinnis for the Titans right now. I'm going to be so repetitive because I know so many of you that you listen have heard this story. But, so, you know, some don't. Some haven't heard this. But Shooter Jennings helped put independent country and rock music of several guys on the map over a decade ago. He's the guy who found Dave or, uh, Sturgill Simpson to send him to Dave Cobb. So when I was at that greenhouse show that I've talked about so much in nauseam, and it was the first time I'd ever seen Whitey Morgan, Leroy Virgil, and Sturgill Simpson, but it was also the first time I ever saw the lead singer of Fifth on the Floor, Justin Wells, who at the time Shooter Jennings was producing their very last record, Ashes to Angels. Well, Justin Wells was hammered that night, but so was I, and Jeremy Mackey sure was, and Walker sure felt for it, fell for it, and I'll tell you that story real quick. Um, Jeremy Mackey was deciding that we were drinking way too early that night, me, him, James Hatcher, Lindsay, Alana, Sydney, and he was like, watch this. So we went to the bar, and I had no idea what he was doing. He was like, yeah, I need three Bud Lights and three Yanger Bombs and put it on Walker. I was like, who the hell is Walker? He's like, he's the guy that just ordered. I was like, oh, well, we're going to get killed. So all night, Maggie, Walker. <clears throat> yep, Walker. Walker. And uh, son, Walker bought all of our tab that night. <laughs> and that's pretty messed up, but he's the reason. I don't remember the first time I ever saw Sturgill Simpson in June 2012. A full year before High Top Mountain came out. Um, so damn you, Walker, and damn you, Jeremy Mackey, for that, because that's a pretty special night to say you saw Sturgill Sims before anybody knew him. And I don't even have pictures from him. I've got pictures of Shooter and Jamie Johnson and and uh, Justin that night, but none of Whitey Morgan, none of, of Sturgill. My phone was dead by the end of the night. So we've been there all day drinking on Walker. But it, it warms my heart to know that Mackey was at Spanky's a few years later and someone done him the same way. And racked up some probably two four and Jaeger bombs on his tab. So, you know, Karma, she's not nice. So, uh, what else is going on, man? Uh, uh, sometimes I like to talk about my family. Sometimes I don't on here. So, Jack is uh, Jack's always the sweet one. He's the baby of the family. You know, the middle child is always the one that gets the rap, uh, the wrath. You know, because Bayless, God forbid, we know Bayless has been questioned on this podcast and the One Lane Road podcast, and you know he's kind of a cult figure. Uh, in many ways, you know, he's a fa- he's famous now. He can't go anywhere without people asking for his autograph because him and Randy Orton are tighter than vice grips, you know. And so, yeah, Jack now, he's on this bull. And I take him to the babysitter in the morning. This, And I know by the time I get up, because our routine is I get up and get in the shower. I wake Lindsay up and say, hey, be getting Jack ready. And I'll take him. I know on the, on the, on the bullshit, on on. I know on the Jack's on that bullshit scale of 1 to 10, if Jack's above an 8, when Lindsey comes around, get him out of this house. He, he's too much. The other morning, he was too much. And I said, son, just come on. And he's just whiny. I mean, he's just being whiny now. And I got him out there, and he's like, oh, I can't put him on. I can't, in, I can't pick up my toy. I got your toys, Jack. I got your toys, buddy. Let's get in the car. Get in the truck. Let me, here, let me take your backpack. I don't want to take my backpack off. I said, well, you got to take your backpack off. Because you can't sit in your car seat with the backpack, buddy. Okay. Give him my toys. I said, we're going to put your backpack down. Then I'm going to give you your toys. All right? One thing at a time, dude. 
Get in there. Let me buckle you. It's too tight. I said, buddy, you got to have, you got to have your arm straps on. Or if we wreck, you're going to fall out. You're going to go out, out of the car seat. Too tight. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Come on, Jack, now. Come on, now, Jack. Hold on a minute. Let me. And then he, I can't breathe. I said, God almighty, son, for the love of God, quit being, quit being such a damn crybaby. Quit being such a dang crybaby. And I reached down to grab this kid's crock. He didn't have the crock off the other foot, and he kicked the hell out of me, square in the jaw, right in the jaw. And I said, Jack. And son, he come up shaking like the Incredible Hulk. He said, yeah, call me a crybaby. I said, hell yeah. Well, quit being one. Quit being one, Jack. And I won't call you one, kid. And the whole time, you know, it's one of them deals where we have to listen. Charles Wesley Godwin's our number one listened artist on Apple, which I can live with. Like, if, there, if there's one thing I can listen to, it's like Jack wanting to, like, die on the hill that we listen to Country Roads 37 times. You know how many times you can listen to Country Roads from North Springs to right past uh, Hurricane Church? About seven. You can get about seven times on Take Me Home Country Roads. Charles Wesley Godwin. Do you know how many times... You can get the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in a Half Shell, Turtle Power. You can get so many. Um, you can get so many songs played of that song. I mean, it's like 30. 30 times you can play the Ninja Turtle song um, from, from home to, to Gainesboro. Sorry, I got a little distracted. Lindsay's texting me from inside the house saying she's disappointed that she didn't want a song swap for my birthday. She wants to hear Jason Eddie be the headliner. So, anyway, she's texting me. I'm just made to stay home. Okay, Lindsay. Okay, love you. She's going to hear this, get mad at me. But I'm just, what? It's my birthday. They all wanted to sway this. Uh,. Goodness gracious. She was really, uh, she really wants to see Jason be the headliner. But th these guys are all really good friends. So I think it'll be great to see them uh, perform together. Uh, <clears throat> we haven't done this yet. Here's an article from Whiskey Riff. While I, was, uh, while I was looking at the worst country songs of the year last year, run up a little article. This is, uh, we will, uh, now she, I don't know if I'll go. She's sick, you know. Her wailing's sick, so I guess to be determined whether my my wife and, and kid will go to my, to my fortieth birthday party because you know, song swaps are boring. So, uh, Iowa man arrested for indecent exposure after pleasuring himself at a. <clears throat> let me get a drink here. Hold on. At a come and go gas station. K U M and go gas station. Here's the article from Whiskey Riff. This guy looks like a winner, by the way. But it does say come and go. I'm looking at the sign. Come and go. Um, dude, those aren't instructions on the sign. That's just the name of the gas station. An Iowa man was recently arrested for apparently taking the name of a come and go gas station a little too literally. The incident occurred back in March, but 54-year-old Kenneth Kelly was only recently identified and arrested after allegedly making sexual comments and pleasuring himself at the come and go in Iowa City. According to the arrest warrant, officers weren't able to catch Kelly in the act. Well, thank God. 
and canvassed the area with his photos and attempt to identify identify the ironic masturbating. Customers of the Come and Go, as well as others in the area from neighboring businesses, were able to identify Kelly. <clears throat> Let me get a drink. <clears throat> as the jerk off who was exposing himself at the gas station. And when officers went to his house with the surveillance footage, he confirmed that he had clothes matching the suspect but denied being the man in the video. It turns out Kelly was just yanking their chain and evidently admitted being the man for the surveillance footage. He claimed he wasn't actually playing with himself, but was just scratching his genitals. Well, buddy, you've got some crabs if you're scratching that hard to make it look like you're rubbing one out. Well, police weren't going to let him get off that easy and charge Kelly with indecent exposure, a misdemeanor which carries up to a year in jail if convicted. Maybe next time don't take the name so quite literally. That's a first. We don't do that stuff in Tennessee. But you just never know. News articles like that in uh, Iowa City. I, I would have uh, I would have not expected that out of out of the calm Midwest out of there. I figure that's like that's like a Florida story usually here. Funniest quote I've ever heard about something like that. I had an uncle one time. He said, "Get out of your room. Quit playing with it." And he said, "Hell, I used to play with mine too, son. Anymore, I get serious with it." I had to corny laughing on the board here. Well, here we are, about forty-one minutes in, and uh, we got a second list. Last week was so much fun uh, with a whiskey riff, worst five songs and country music. That saving country music, which is a song, uh, a website I've kind of you know talked a lot about, referenced several times over the years. Uh, the worst country songs of twenty twenty-three. We've run down some of the best songs and the best singles in the country music of 2023. Now it's time to dredge up the worst of the worst, which in 2023 seems sees multiple songs attempting to rework older songs, signaling the lack of ideas coming from some entertainers. Overall, country music continues to improve from the height of the bro country era, but as below songs prove, there's still a ways to go. And I looked at the list, and I've only heard um, one song, um, completely blind to the other four, so let's let's give it a listen. Second time offender, different song. Last time uh, Dustin Lynch was on here, he was on there for a song called. Just a second. Last week the song Dustin Lynch was on here before was called "Stars Like Confetti." This one, Saving Country Music, says is Chevrolet, which is uh, also with Jelly Roll in the song. So it should be no surprise to anyone that we check in on the bubbless, pus-filled, malignant career growth line that is Dustin Lynch's pop country career that's in the need of laceration, draining, and intense radiation to keep it from destroying country music. To think this is, man, sorry Dustin Lynch, I know you hang out here locally, and I'm this is saving country music. To think this asshole is a Grand Ole Opry member is enough to anger the blood and keep one writing, writhing in the sheets at night. Writhing in the sheets. His latest monstrosity is a naked advertisement for General Motors that, like the meth heads in your neighborhood going after Cadillac converters, pilfers key elements from the iconic song Drift Away, made famous by John Henry Kurtz and later Dobie Gray. Chevrolet is a gross bastardization of American musical standard and attempted service to keep Dustin Lynch's stupid career steadfastly on the county fair and casino circuit. Consumer advocates should demand an immediate recall of Dustin Lynch's Chevrolet, 
on the grounds that it can be resulted in ser serious bodily injury and or death when someone hears this song while operating a motor vehicle and immediately succumbs to violent and uncontrollable projectile vomiting. I'd rather be mangled in a gross, gruesome car wreck and left within an inch of my life bleeding out on the asphalt as opposed to having to listen to this song once again. And there's more to read, but I think you probably get the gist of how Saving Country Music feels about Dustin Lynch. They're a little bit more hardcore about their descriptions than Whiskey Riff was. So let's give it a listen. Chevrolet featuring Jelly Roll. Can't go wrong with Jelly Roll in your song, can you? She was dressed to kill. I was in my booth. So I had to pick. Pulled the uptown top. She caught me by surprise. When she said, Give me a dirt road. The windows down. You wanna get lost on the edge of town in your Chevrolet. She said, Give me a six pack. Some Brooks and Dunn. If you want a country girl, you just found one. I tell you, they've got the Chevrolet thing down. I don't know how much money Chevrolet Chevrolet plays country pays country musicians to talk about Chevrolet. No, I'm a I'm a Silverado guy myself. But uh, yeah, I'm telling you, you don't hear about Fords. When's the last time a Datsun got mentioned? You know, old, everybody loves a good old square body. How about throwing a little little '87 Datsun? You know, no Dodges ever get mentioned. Chevrolet lyrics featured in Jelly Roll. Let's look them up. I just don't, uh, makes me want to trade it in. Trade my truck in for a Nissan. A Nissan. Chevrolet lyrics, Dustin Lynch. She was dressed to kill. I was in my boots. Probably Luke Casey's, no doubt. So I had to pay for the uptown talk, yeah. But we talked for a while in a corner booth before closing time. She caught me by surprise. She said, give me a dirt road. The window's down. I want to get lost on the edge of town in your Chevrolet. Give me a six-pack, some Brooks and Dunn. If you want a country girl, well, God dang, you just found one. Let me step away, yeah, in your Chevrolet. Hmm. Take me home, what you waiting on? Give me a dirt road, the window's down. Huh. Well, you know, some people probably like it. I bet they listen to it a lot up in Tompkins, up on Holly Creek when Dustin Lynch is there hanging with them Kentucky boys. They probably listen to it. And Dustin Lynch seems like a nice guy to me, but boy, savingcountrymusic.com, not loving his, uh, this version second song here uh jake owen which historically been a pretty good jake owen i've liked a lot of his older stuff on the boat again <clears throat> so jake owen is still a thing huh saving country music asked you think he'd be managing a chipotle in murfreesboro at this point reminiscent of the time he messed up john cougar Mellencamp's jack and diane back in 2018 owens proves once again that all the ultra-violent suntan treatments have eradicated any original thoughts from his melon and he's resigned to foraging through previous songs for ideas. This time he's reworked On the Road Again into the mindless and indolent On the Boat Again. You can probably guess how this goes. If there was ever a song that deserves to be infested by zebra muzzles and red tagged by the game warden, it would be this one. Somebody should tie center blocks to this song's ankles and drop it to the deep water where they can't dredge. So once again, Whiskey Riff got pretty rough, but saving country music. Uh, and these people have families, Trigger. Damn. 
the producer, Joey, needs to go back to rubbing one out on the come and go of Nickelback. And, of course, it took one, not two, not three, not four, but five people to write this monstrosity, which includes giving Willie a credit. All right. Uh, Let's see. Jake Owen on the boat again. Uh, Let's read these lyrics. On the boat again lyrics. That job that I'm working is hard on a person. Like me with that sun shining like it is right now. So I'm punching that time clock to swim through that gridlock. As I'll sit and wait as I sit as I need to sit to get out on the boat again. I just can't wait to get on the boat again. The life I love is drinking cold beer with my friends. And I can't wait to get on the boat again. Might not be Tahati, but them girls in bikinis, they make your mercury feel like a yacht. Yeah, they do. Same time, same leg next week, same spot off Catfish Creek. We'll be chilling, we'll be sipping, we'll be kicking back and sitting. On the boat again. I can't wait to get on the boat again. The life I love is drinking cold beer with my friends. Yeah, I can't wait to get on the boat again. Now let's just listen to it. Let's just listen to see if it's as bad as it sounds. It is right now. So I'm punching that time clock to swim through that gridlock. And I'll sit and wait long as I need to sit. To get out on the boat again. I just can't wait to get on the boat again. Life I love is drinking cold beer with my friends Yeah, I can't wait to get on the boat again Kenny Chesney would even frown down on that. Kenny Chesney's the man of the, of, of the, of the, I mean, he's, he's the most, you know, boat and water-loving man I know. And Kenny Chesney wouldn't release that. You know what's the kind of shit Kenny Chesney released in his later part of his career? Ah, that's that may be worse than Dustin Lynch's Chevrolet song. That's bad. That's bad, Jake Owen. And I, I want to like Jake Owen. Like I like him. Boy, this ain't good. That's not good, bud. That's not a good one. I'm on the bone again. Shania Twain. Damn, this is two weeks in a row we got Shania Twain. No, last week it was, you know, whatever. This is called Pretty Liar. Whoever's in charge of whatever they've done to Shania Twain's voice should be dragged in front of a musical tribunal and charged with high crimes and misdemeanors. You'll never hear a more artificial sounding, almost demonic tone than what is emanating out of Shania Twain's mouth in her new album, Queen of Me. It's been run through such a merciless gauntlet of studio... Uh, shit, I lost my place. Uh, distinctly inhumane sounding and nightmare inducing. Let's just go ahead and listen to it. Let's just not talk about it. Let's just go ahead and listen to Shania Twain. Pretty Liar. Following up on her appearance with Giddy Up last week on Risky Rip, Whiskey Riffs. Okay, so you're a rocket scientist. That don't impress me much. All right, yeah, just whatever happened to Shania Twain in 1997, I, I really hate that because, you know, just I love Shania Twain back in the day. You're not, you're, you set yourself back, girl. 
Uh, now, Parmalee, I have no idea who Parmalee is. I couldn't pick him out of a room. Um, I don't know what kind of songs they sing, nothing. The, the review here from Trigger, SavingCountryMusic.com, with their song Girl and Mine, which is the nominee for a top for the worst song of 2023. If Walker Hayes is the pallid, generic version of softcore country rap, then Parmalee is the generic version of Walker Hayes. Oof, that's rough. Their name sounds like a candle scent or something you would earn by purchasing 10 peppermint-flavored lattes. But not even the people in Parmalee, North Carolina, where their, these brothers, cousin, and best friend came from, know who the hell they are, and those that do hang their heads in shame. In 2018, they released Hot Damn Alama, Hot Damn Alama, okay, that tried to lick the boot of Honky Donk Badonkadonk and spectacularly failed. Inexplicably, they've been joined on one on paper as a career resurgence with shitty songs like Girl in Mind, but still 99% of Americans couldn't pick them out of a lineup and instead would finger them as an ice cream flavor. Yeah, again, I, I have no idea who Parmalee is. I don't know anything they sing. Girl in Mind isn't as much bad as this, so aggressively generic to the point of being exceptionally exacerbating. You couldn't set out to make a more generic song in 2023 if you tried. That says a lot, like Trigger from Saving Country Music didn't hear y'all life. So let's see what's so bad about Girl in Mind by Parmalee, whoever they are. In my t-shirt, in my ride, oh, running circles in my mind, couple billion in the world, baby, you're the only girl in mine. You took the single out of my life. Now, when you hear that, I care so little for that song, I can't even crap on it. I've heard that song, but don't know who, it, who they are, what the song was, but I've heard it. And I've heard it a thousand times. It is generic. Goodness gracious. How generic. <sighs> Parmalee. Can't get Cody Jinx on the radio, but my God, Parmalee. Putting out records day after day. Now, the song that I did know on this list, Save It For Last, and it was incredibly embarrassing when this song was released because the video goes right along with it. And listen, we are in the country, okay? We are in the country... We're the heart of Redneck USA. I mean, we used to have the Mudarama down here five minutes down the road. And I went, I loved it. You know, you think of every small town like... Okay. The song is called Southern by Katie Noel. And uh, Okay, here's the trigger description from SavingCountryMusic.com. As if Kid Rock ejaculated into a half-empty Code Red Mountain Dew bottle. I... I'm over the Kid Rock slander for everybody, okay? Kid Rock does one of a hell of a show. Political views, whatever, notwithstanding. The, the man can put on a show. Country rap and rock. It's okay. You don't have to get off Kid Rock. Code Red Mountain Dew bottle shook it up with some residue left in the bottom of a, of a vat after a meth batch. Passed it around a circle of inbred so they could split, spit their tobacco juice in it. And then this unholy concoction was allowed to fester in a stagnant mire until certain chemical processes occurred. Katie Noel has spontaneously gener generated into existence like a demon redneck hell spawn with terrible taste of music to rape your ears incessantly with her tractor rap noise. Wow. But just, just a little wordsmith, this, this trigger fellow uh, from SavingCountryMusic.com. The simple truth is this musical stylings of someone like Katie Noel have been around for dozens of years or so in the devolved underworld, world of hick hop, which requires this population to be devoid of any taste or self-awareness for inclusion. The only difference is that she's a woman while we're used to fat white male losers releasing this kind of refuge. And there's more. Oh, wow. Um, 
Katie Noel is most certainly proud of her Southern heritage, but she's making the rest of us born south of the Mason-Dixon line that don't F our cousins hang our heads in shame. The 23-year-old self-described artist and influencer with over 5 million likes on TikTok and her own apparel line has folks fearing the future of humanity as a clip from her new song Southern has gone viral on social media recently. The simple truth, that's what we're talking about there. And, uh, Will this be the next trend to overtake mainstream mainstream country? Of course not. That's part of what's hilarious about this take. Disturbing as Katie Noel's take on country is. Oh, I didn't. Uh, oh my goodness, um, it, this stuff peaked in 2011 with Jason Aldean and Dirt when and Dirt Road Anthem. Heard from Colt Ford like, lately. Think that Brantley Gilbert has any kind of future? How did Jelly Roll get so big? It was by abandoning his country rap roots and beginning to re- record earnest, heartfelt songs like he's Zach Bryan. Look, I don't want to personally insult this young lady, Katie Noel. She seems like a sweet girl. Actually, no, she doesn't. She comes across like the neighbor kid that's that shit drunk at 7 p.m. and pisses herself while shooting the bird at everyone at your otherwise peaceful suburban backyard party requiring you to have con- con- conversations your six-year-old were not ready to have. But don't worry, that's what rehab is for. Uh... One thing I can say to Katie Noel's credit is that she can take a joke and criticism. In a follow-up video to her viral TikTok clip of Southern, she takes on Barstool Sports, Whiskey Riff, and even Theo Vaughn, who were spearheading the criticism of the song. She goes, I'm Brady Cox, and yesterday I seen all over Twitter this Southern song. Or, I'm sorry. I'm Brady Cox, and yesterday I seen all over Twitter this Southern song by Katie Noel go viral. And I set up my Nashville office skyrise overlooking the city, and I asked, what the actual F is this? Katie says aping the whiskey riff rider and i have nothing but bad things to say about it for one simple reason that's because if it wasn't zach bryan if it ain't zach bryan well guess what we at whiskey riff effing hate you and you should probably quit all right that's pretty funny that katie noel's got pluck i'll give her that anyway let's just quit talking about it reading quotes i mean hell i'm reading scriptures out of here off savingcountrymusic.com when really have you heard the song southern katie noel Ducky catfish on the line, clean it, throw it in the bucket. Come on, come on, yeah, come on, come on. Way up, and them days were sitting closest to God. Ride the ball, eight seconds, pull the gate when you're not. Eight seconds, yeah, come on, yeah, yeah, surviving, uh-huh. yeah. Hey, hey, that's catchy. That's catchy. Better than whatever Parmalee's doing. <clears throat> that's somewhere between. I don't even want to insult our little redneck towns around here, but she's got some, you know, to her. Whatever that, you know. 
Way down in the holler, back in Kentucky, catfish on the line, clean it, throw in a bucket, come on, yeah, come on, way up in them diesels, sitting closest to God, ride the bull late seconds, pull the gate when you nod, come on, yeah, come on, yeah, surviving, we living, stealing hearts with a shitting grand fried chicken, can't have biscuits, summertime cold beer, sweet smoke brisket, down home sexy, you know it. Fresh pink sweet corn, baby, we grow it. Redneck backwards, tough on the shit, got some bang with my twang in the grit, cause I'm southern. Yeah, we out in the, out in the bush with my bush master pull tip, pushing bush slide, just a bunch of outlaw, have you feeling all right, scuff on them beans, wearing these jeans, roll tie, go false. SEC, y'all. Have we heard anything from Kate Noel since Southern? Smoking, we drinking, we fighting, riding, racetrack as hard as we trying. Southern belly still right beside us. Damn good day when the fish is biting, topping water, sinking bobbers. Got these looks from my mama, kiss ass from my father, kick ass from my father. Come on, baby. You be Southern is all you want to be. You'll never be Walker Hayes, and that's all I ever want you not to be. You can be as Southern as Redneck and get crazy and flip off people and slam bush slides. Just don't. Just know you'll never be Walker Hayes. And that, for that, Katie Noel, I thank you. And I also thank Brenda Keith from Don Franklin Chevrolet. If you're looking to buy new or pre-owned, then give Brenda a call. She's always glad to help you find the vehicle for your dreams. I'll see Brenda tomorrow night at Jay Sneedy for my birthday party. Who else I want to thank? Helen's Restaurant. Kristen and Carol. Helen's Restaurant on Highway 56 in Gainesboro. Been serving Jackson County from 1987 with the same family management from the start. They can hook you up with any number of meals. And they got that old family Christmas display. Famous Christmas display from now until January. Please forgive me. I'm a little out of breath. From singing Katie Noel's Southern. Thank you for tuning in to the North Spring Sessions. We'll talk to you next week. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I love you.